The reading this morning is from Exodus, and it's uh, chapter 2, all about the birth of Moses. Now a man at the house of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him, coated it with tar and pitch, and then she placed the and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the river bank. She saw the basket among the reeds, and she sent her slave girl to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. And the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me, and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When you see a newborn baby, might you say, what a beautiful baby, whatever he or she looks like, or do they all look much the same? In the reading, a woman gave birth to a boy. When she saw he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. It may sound like a joke. If he looks that good, why hide him? It's not a joke. This is not comedy. The circumstances are dire. Exodus chapter 1 tells the story. Then a new king to whom Joseph meant nothing came to power in Egypt. Look, he said to his people, the Israelites have become far too numerous for us. Come, we must deal shrewdly with them, or they will become even more numerous. And if war breaks out, we'll join our enemies, fight against us, and leave the country. So they put slave masters over them to oppress them. The Egyptians worked them ruthlessly. The king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, whose names were Shifra and Puah, When you are helping the Hebrew women during childbirth on the delivery stool, if you see that the baby is a boy, kill him. But if it is a girl, let her live. The midwives, however, feared God and did not 
do what the king of Egypt had told them. Aaron, born just a few years earlier than Moses, his life was spared by their faith and bravery. Then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people. Every Hebrew boy that is born you must throw into the Nile, but let every girl live. Let's put ourselves at and into the Bible passage scene. Enslaved in Egypt, in an area called Goshen, we are God's people. We are Hebrews, Israelites, descendants of Jacob. Jacob and his family settled here, spared from famine, welcomed by the Pharaoh. At that time, that's over 300 years ago, all was well. Our predecessors were welcome in the land. But it didn't last. Now we are oppressed. We are being worked to death. And worse still, ethnic cleansing has begun. Screaming, then wailing from our neighbours, their newborn baby boys snatched and taken by Egyptian soldiers and thrown into the Nile. We have seen and heard it. It is the worst time for a Hebrew boy to be born. His life expectancy, as long as, as short as, he can be hidden. It's a very dark time. Fear and terror. Exhaustion. We cry out, where is God? Now, some of us, remember we are Hebrews in Goshen at that time, may be well versed in God's promise to Abram. This is how it will be written in the book of Genesis at chapter 5, when the book is written. The Lord said to him, Know for certain that for 400 years your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own, and they will be enslaved and mistreated there. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterward they will come out with great possessions. That 400 years is creeping up all too slowly. Most of us won't see it out. So what is God's promise to Abraham? To Abraham, What's that to us? For some, there are times so terrible it looks as if God is totally absent. It is the worst time for a Hebrew boy to be born. It will be a miracle if he survives. That said, it is the right time for Moses to be born. His mother seems to know it. She saw he was a fine child. She hid him. She saw that the, that the child was beautiful. No ordinary child was beautiful in God's sight. Now, the New Testament author of the book of Hebrews will put it like this when he writes his book. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child. 
and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Surely this child could not be killed. God will not allow it. How could we know how God's plan would play out? He will be adopted into Pharaoh's family and be educated in their ways. For 40 years, he will be an Egyptian prince. Yet no, he is a Hebrew at heart, belonging to God. Then for 40 years also, in preparation for his calling, he will live in the desert in Midian. Though we won't see it, Moses will lead God's people, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, out of Egypt, out of slavery. God has chosen Moses and is preparing him for the task. The hiddenness of God is not absence. Miracles. Moses will become a prophet and a leader. He will become a man of miracles in front of the Israelites, in the Pharaoh's palace, at the Red Sea and in the desert to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. God protected the baby boy using three brave women, the infant's mother and sister and an Egyptian princess. Moses was the chosen leader and prophet, a son that could not be killed. Even in the darkest times, God is working out a glorious rescue plan. God is working on our rescue, the rescue of our nation, and he started long before we cried out. That is true for us in Goshen. And it is true, coming back to the present time, it is true for us in Staffordshire. How could we know how God's plan will play out? We can't. We don't. But we do know. God keeps his promises. We could say that Moses was a miracle baby, the son they couldn't kill. It was a miracle that he survived the infanticide. He reached aged adulthood and went on to show the power of God through many miracles. Add to that, he led God's people from slavery to freedom. So can we see Moses as a pale foreshadow of Jesus, who himself escaped the massacre of the innocents ordered by Herod, who was a man, showed as a man, showed his divine power through many miracles, who leads, delivers millions of people worldwide from the slavery of sin. It's hard to take the atrocities in the world that God will let happen. Perhaps we can start with this. He neither causes them nor approves them. God's plan is eternal and he will not allow anyone or anything to thwart it. No act of evil defeats him. All his promises have been or will be fulfilled. But Jesus was the man 
the son who had to be killed at the appointed time. Peter found it hard. Never, Lord, he said. This shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. What in the world would we have God do differently? Human concerns can make us a stumbling block to the Lord Jesus, an obstacle, but not a barrier. Jesus was sent by his father to be brutally killed. The father's plan is eternal and failsafe. Jesus was killed. Yet in one sense, in an eternal sense, he wasn't. It wasn't the end of Jesus. It was his glory. He suffered and died with all the anguish thrust on him as the one innocent of the punishment. Voluntarily, he paid the penalty and then God raised him from death. It was Roman soldiers who carried out the public murder for the Jews. But it was for us, even though we weren't born. Every one of us, the whole world that he suffered and died. Our costly redemption paid for by the Father and the Son. In repentance, we hang our heads in shame. Then we celebrate. We are saved. Our guilt has been taken away. We are clean and we will live with the Father and the Son forever. It's great to see his plan come together. And the best is yet to come. Hallelujah.